Walt thought maybe we should have a show that had something to do with bears. Lots and lots of bears. Mark Davis. This week on Slice of Disney, the Country Bear Jamboree. And then you get to have fun music here. Welcome to Slice of Disney, an awesome Disney theme park podcast. I am your host, Kelly Washington, Disney-obsessed enthusiast and real-life Tinkerbell. And I am your co-host, uh, Will Lentz, occasional Disney-goer. In real life, I haven't heard much about this attraction yet, and that's kind of part of the angle of this episode. So, uh, Ginger Bear. You are a little... I mean, I was going to say, you have to call yourself some kind of bear. You're yeah, like, that's so furry and scruffy like a bear. That's true. Um, we're doing something... Uh, Somewhat unique and calls for a different kind of introduction. Um, Did you bait and switch me? Is this a Haunted Mansion episode? <laughs> well, one, that's not even Haunted Mansion. That's Tower Terror. But, uh, yeah. Um, but yes. Super bait and switch. Well, he hasn't even looked at the notes yet. So yes, this is actually a Haunted Mansion episode. We, no. t- to be fair, that is not me being lazy. We agreed that would be the best way for this episode to be delivered. So I was recently in Disney World, as you guys know, which was wonderful. I was there for quite some time, which gave me some time to do things I don't always do. And we're passing the Country Bear Jamboree. And I was like, honestly, I haven't done this since I was a kid. Like, I don't really remember it. I remember as a kid being like, eh, this is it. I don't want to go see this. My parents being like, no, let's go. And my brother was like, no, Kelly, you have to go. So I was like, okay. We go. And I was like, this is the greatest thing I have oh, ever no seen. Why don't I remember this? Why don't I see this every time I come? Oh, that sounds fun. So it kind of went from me being like, I don't really care about this. To like, we are doing an episode on this <laughs> because this is so wild. And I wanted to get Will's genuine just reaction to this attraction because I think it's so up your alley. Yeah, okay. And, okay. Um, without getting too, too much into it, um, the Country Bear Jamboree is an attraction at Magic Kingdom uh-huh. um, at Tokyo Disneyland. And used to be at Disneyland here. And the attraction so is... So I wouldn't even be able to see it. No. Until you go to Disney World. Yeah. Yep. That's tough. Yep. Um, and this attraction is a stage show with audio animatronic figures. The Most of the characters are bears. And they perform country music. Uh, it sounds right up my alley. You're right. I'm excited to learn more about it. Yes. So what we decided to do is we are going to pause... Yes. Because the show's not too, too long. We're going to have Will watch it. And instead of going through the actual storyline, as sometimes we do, we're going to have Will recap it. Yeah, see if I can get it right just based off of a single YouTube watch through. Yes. And Um, then we'll go through the history and get into it because it has a great history. Very fun. Um, But I... You have to see it to believe it, that this is real. I'm thrilled. Anyone out there who wants to pause and do the same and watch along, feel free this will be a, we'll do a pause on our end, not on your end. Uh, yeah. We'll talk to you in just a second. Okay, bye. We're back. We're back. And we just watched a YouTube video of the Country Bear Jamboree. Yeah. The version in 
Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. Yeah. So um, if you don't know what this show is, I, w- I will tell you what I saw. Um, yes. And then I'll tell you what my story and the interpretation of that story is. Okay. So basically, it seems like you're sitting in an auditorium and you're watching animatronics that are bears sing country songs. Um, and there's a number of them that go throughout it. Uh, and it's kind of fun. Honestly, I mentioned this to you. It reminded me, some of the music reminded me of the stylings of like John Prine, some kind of older country music where it's just kind of like fun picking around on the on the guitar and saying lyrics that are like questionably dirty um, <laughs> so my understand like it was a lot of fun honestly like i loved it and i'm like i do want to go see it because that is up my alley uh my reading on the story is that these are some bears that were wandering around and they came across some uh humans Mm-hmm. And they ate them all up oh. and stole their musical instruments and started playing them and imitating the, the humans and uh, like singing songs like they would sing and becoming caricatures of uh, those humans kind of making fun of them like ha ha ha. And that's why I kept going back to that one drunk bear. It'd be like blood on the stone. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, because he, he ate all the humans. Um, my interpretation of that story, though, uh, if I'm taking like an English literature approach to it. Right. I think it is warning people about following your animal instincts oh. uh, and becoming animals yourself. Wow. So now uh, I'm excited to be 100% right. That is a very interesting take. And it kind of reminds me of how when you go on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, you're just on a roller coaster, but they spent like, you know, like there could be a full documentary series about what they yeah. actually make the storyline of this roller coaster. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll see how correct you were. Okay, I'm I'm waiting patiently. All right, we're gonna start back in the history times. Okay, so uh, we're actually gonna go back before Disney World's opening of 1971, and this actually begins for the Winter Olympics in the 1960s. Actually, specifically, 1960. <laughs> That's uh, makes no sense. Why is this a Winter Olympic right? attraction? Okay, it's kind of fun for me because usually sometimes Will does like he'll like skim over things, mm-hmm. and sometimes he's more familiar than others with mm-hmm. certain attractions. This you literally know. I have nothing. no idea. I didn't know the name before we got on the podcast. Amazing. I, you told it, but I didn't. Rec- I couldn't have told it to you with confidence. You were like, it, "There's bears." Yes, that's what I know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we. This means we have a Walt boy on our hands. We are going to yeah. be going back to the Walt times. So these Olympics, being it they hadn't been in the United States for a long time, they wanted them to be really, really special. Sure. So the Olympic Committee reached out to Walt and said, we really think we could use some of your Disney magic. Oh, my goodness. Of course. Yeah. Um, and he, because they just, no one was better. It's 1960. They saw, you know, all of the entertainment's already happened. The success of Disneyland in 1955. Like, there was so many reasons they said, Walt is the best at entertainment. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. My oh my goodness was not in reaction to them asking Walt, but more into reaction to this attraction and how it's tied in. So <laughs> go ahead. Well, so Walt being Walt loves to take on all the projects, mm-hmm. even though I'm sure Roy was in the background like, well, we do, you don't have time to do this. Yeah, do you yeah, see yeah. all the other, because at this point too, you know, they're thinking of how are they expanding in other ways for their yeah. theme parks mm-hmm. and. Um, and whatnot. And Walt's like, no, no, I got it, I got it. So Walt's like, yes, of course. He was so honored that he was asked to be. I mean, yeah. Listen, I I got a lot of things I'm doing these days. If oh, the if I know. the Olympics came up and was like, hey, we need you to do a slice of Disney for the Olympics, I'm gonna say yes. Yes, and then you're gonna make Kelly do all of the work. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> delegation, baby. That's the name of the baby. game. 
Um, so yes, um, he was very excited. He was very honored and accepted the role as chairman of pageantry. Mm. That's a pretty cool title. I know, right? Um, this meant that he was going to be in charge of opening and closing ceremonies, all the decorations, all of the evening entertainment, and he also ended up helping with ticketing and security. Wow. That's, I mean, that's, that's cool. I mean, that makes sense. If that's you got, a full-time job. I'm like, I... Yeah, I would imagine it's more like the Disney company. I don't not think Walt this, is taking on all of those. Yeah, of course. But still, it's not yes. Him they outsourced a lot of that, yeah. But he definitely seems a little bit like a control freak, so he likes to have his hands in things. Oh, so of I course. Yeah. definitely picture him being heavily involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Walt went above and beyond for the Olympics. It was absolutely spectacular. It was so elaborate. It kind of did change the way that we do the Olympics. Interesting. How so? It was the first time that they had gone so above and beyond um, mm. in a pageantry sort. Okay, yeah. So from then on, it was like, oh, this is what we're capable of. And it's, you know, because you see the opening and closing ceremonies. It's very presentational. Yeah. Um, very whimsical and it romantic, you know, about sport, about all sports. Right, right. So... Yeah, that Walt kind of started that. That's cool. I mean, that's a big part of what I like about the Olympics is the pageantry. So, yeah. Yeah, nice job. Um, So then as the Olympics are going to a close, he had kind of decided to stay and hang out, you know. Um, He got really inspired, as he does, about everything. And um, he's enjoying, like, the beautiful mountains and the scenery of the Alpines. And he's like, hmm, how do I turn this into a business idea? Sure, yeah. Um, so as the Olympics ended, Walt decided that he was going to build a family-friendly ski resort. Oh, okay. Why not? So I, I will say, I, initial thought, initial thought was that Walt, uh, created the country bear jamborees for the, for the Olympics. Olympics? And that's why I was like, what? But no, I got you. So he's in that, he's in that frame of mind. Yes. The Olympics just inspired him to do a family-friendly ski resort. And one of the ideas being that. You know, he he had a theme park. He wanted to make other kinds of mm-hmm. family-friendly yeah. entertainment. Um, so in 1960, he began looking for the perfect plot of land, but it took a long time. Mm-hmm. It took him five years. So finally in 1965, he had set his sights on Mineral King, um, which is a glacial valley located near the southern part of the Sequoia National Park in California. Sounds lovely. Oh, if you look up pictures, it is absolutely beautiful. And um, Disney, it was in December of 1965, had to outbid lots of parties interested in this beautiful land. And they were granted a three-year construction permit to begin building this resort. Okay. And Walt budgeted like $35 million, which I wonder what that would be at that time, um, to make this ski lodge. Are you going to look it up? If you want me to. Yeah, do it. That is about $308 million. Wow. In today's dollars. Inflation is so real. It is so real, (laughs) you know. Uh, It's crazy. So a lot of money he wanted to put into this resort, Uh to say the least. Um, But one of the things that Walt knew is, like, he couldn't just make a ski resort. He had to have his Disney magic. Yeah. He had to add those elements to it. And so one of the important things to him was he didn't want guests going off property at nighttime for entertainment. Um. (laughs) Okay, sure. <laughs> because he wanted it to be a fully immersive thing so that you never leave the resort. Uh-huh. AKA like what they do at Disney World. Yeah, no, yeah. that makes sense. It, I, it's like taking that but putting it in, into a different application. Yeah, like, cool. I'm yes, into it. It sounds interesting. Very similar. And so um, Walt decided that he was going to get some of his best Imagineers to start working on entertainment for the ski resort. So the ski resort was like completely 
unrelated to Disney, the Disney parks. I mean, it, totally. Like, obviously done by the same person, so there's going to be a lot of similarities there and utilizing Imagineers, I guess. Right. But it is a different project entirely. Completely. Okay, just checking. And, and part of what blows my mind is because also during this time, you think of like, he was looking at Disney World. Yeah. Like, why are you adding? And trying to do the future utopia city of the world. Yeah. I mean, the amount of things that this man puts on his own plate. Yeah. Um, And as we do, I figure I'll go through some of the Imagineers. Okay. That he's, that he's going to get in this. Yes. Uh, okay. Of course, as mentioned in my intro, that I got to pick this time. Yeah, which you I did. was very proud of. It was a good, it was a good quote. Thank you. Did you. A good job. Um, we have Mark Davis. For me, Mark Davis seems to kind of be the most OG Imagineer. His he, name pops up all the time. All the time. Always by Walt's side. Um, master planner, art director, scenic director. Um, he designed the exterior of the Haunted Mansion, Sleeping Beauty's Castle, all of Main Street USA. Um, helped with Epcot and Disney World. All that, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff. The other person he had to add on to Mark Davis was Albertino. Al Albertino. Bertino. First name, last name. Not Albert Eno, it, but Al Bertino. Bertino. Right. It kind of sounds like Albert Eno. It does. Um, but that's not it. That's not it. He was an American animator, best known um, for working with Walt. And he uh, started working at the Walt Disney Company in 1935. He did feature films like Pinocchio, Fantasia. He wrote The Wonderful World of Disney, which okay. we've talked about some because it ties into The Wonderful World of Color. So um, naturally, you want him involved in designing a ski resort. Yes. He also helped with rides like Mr. Toad, Haunted Mansion, Country Bear, Jamboree. Um, and it goes on. He's worked with like what he doing. He drew like Woody the Woodpecker, uh, Mr. Magoo, like all these okay. things that you're like so many things that he's done. Here's something that I have to include. <laughs> okay. Um, Albertino was the creator of Monster Plantation at Six Flags Over Georgia. Okay. Neat. The other thing is that there is a character, probably the most iconic character in all of the Country Bear Jamboree, named Big Al. And Big Al is modeled after Albertino. Oh, fun. Was he the one that was like singing blood. about blood on the... Blood yeah. on the he was the blood Albertino the was sale. the one that murdered all the people. Like, there you go. So Al is the one who was telling you, be careful around bears, they could eat you. Yeah. Um, and then we also have um, our Xavier Atencio. X, and then... Um, George Burns. You remember Ex Atencio because he went from just being like an Imagineer writer, animator, and he's like, no. Well, it's like, you can write songs. And then he learned how to write songs and wrote Yoho, Pirate's Life for Me, Grim Grinning Ghost, um, and obviously helped with this. Uh, the first two, a little bit more well-known than his contributions to, to the Country Bear Jamboree. Yeah, but true, true. No less appreciated. You want to know what I didn't realize? What? Um, that apparently Ex Atencio's voice can be heard as the talking skull at the beginning of Pirates of the Caribbean, as well as a drunken pirate on the bridge heckling an auctioneer. That's cool. I didn't know that. All right. Um, and then also, you know in Haunted Mansion when the ride stops a lot and it's like, your attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do That's buddy. X. That's him. Nice. I know. Um, and then George Burns is okay. the last one, who is an American film composer. Yeah, I know that name. Yeah, so um, he's done a lot of the attractions. He also helped with Pirates. And Country Bears. But then he also did like Mickey Mouse Club, Sleeping Beauty, Absent-Minded Professor, 101 Dalmatians. I mean like so many things. Okay. He's a very well-known um, composer. So those are going to be all of our Imagineers joining us today. And so first of all, he goes to Albertino and Mark Davis. He's like, all right, I'm going to need you two to help me. 
And now two things seem consistent with this nighttime show that they were working on for the Disney's Mineral King Ski Resort. There were going to be bears. Obviously. Walt got obsessed with the idea that like in this environment, there had to be bears. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yes, there's bears everywhere. And they had to be in some kind of band. You got to make sure that the people know to not get eaten by them. Yeah, yes. I don't even know if Walt cared. He was like, if people get eaten by bears, fine. But we have to make sure <laughs> but they But they have sing. to be musical bears. Yes. So these are some of the ideas that sure. they went through. It was going to be just a one bear band. There was a, a bear marching band. That's cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. A mariachi band featuring bears. Interesting. Not necessarily what I think of when I think of Ski Lodge. No. Yeah, mariachi is not a Ski Lodge music in my mind. No. Or, um, and Dixieland Bears. Okay. They sure. were called. Yeah. So um, those were the kind of the different things that they were thinking of. So all of this is going on. And I'd like to remind everyone at the same time, Walt's dream of Epcot is going on. We are in late 1965. Yeah, you did say. Going now, now I'm putting it together. In, yeah, we're going into 1966. 1966, Walt got really sick. Mm-hmm. And so in 1966, Walt had stopped by to see Mark and see how the project was coming along. And at this point, um, the project was now called Country Bear Band. It had a title now. And time frame, if you have listened to our Magic Kingdom episode, this was a time when Walt had gotten sick. And he decided to go back in the office mm, right. just for like a day. Um, and which, I mean, thinking of the visual of this time period, if I mean, obviously, you know, it's coming. But um, he was pretty sick and he went back to WED to check on things. And he was very thin and frail. Mm-hmm. Mark, Mark has very strong imagery from this day. Mm-hmm. He went into Mark's room and he wanted to talk to Mark. And a couple more Imagineers came in and like wanted to chat with him and see him and I just this is very funny to me but he apparently like patted them on their bellies and was like hey I just want to talk to Mark oh and so the other Imagineers left and these two were clearly very special to each other yeah I mean you work that long with somebody yeah that's gonna that's especially yeah and it seems like Walt Disney I mean very particular human so for someone to understand and be able to and, and for some, him to trust someone to create his images and then for someone to understand his images yeah. is really cool. Yeah. But so Walt had asked Mark about the bear project. And so Mark started pulling out all of these pictures and drawings of bears and kind of telling, like giving a story of what yeah. these would look like. And um, apparently when Walt, when you would show Walt a lot of different things, he would just like light up like a kid Aww. looking at Christmas presents. He yeah. became very childlike. And... He showed him all the different bears, and Walt is just laughing. And Mark really believes that was one of the last times Walt probably laughed. Yeah. So it's very sweet. Well, I mean, I, I didn't even know that. I mean, I know. I've never even heard of this uh, attraction. I know. And it's got a special place in it really, Disney it, history. It does. Walt wasn't at the. Um, I wasn't at Wed very long. He wasn't feeling well, so he told Mark, "He's like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna call some people and have them come get me and and take me, um, take me back and." So he starts to leave and um, Mark was standing in the doorway and Walt had left his office and Walt turns around, uh, not very far from him. And he's like, looks at him in the eyes and he's like, goodbye, Mark. And Mark knew for a fact that would be the last time he saw him because he said he never said goodbye. It was always, I'll see you next week or I'll check in with you tomorrow. I'll see you soon. Um, And he passed, you know, a few days after that. So really sad. And I think... There's so many projects like this where there it was like last minute situation. Yeah. You know, 
Um, well, I'm glad they like continued along with this uh, project, at least enough to get us to an attraction. They did. Yeah. They So what happened was after Walt's passing, the Country Bears did live on. They decided they're going to keep this project, but not quite in the same way. <laughs> this is what I wrote in my notes, and so I'm going to read it as is. Now that the bears were playing on a, because they're playing music, ooh, um, the ski resort was not. So, ski resort out of the picture. So yeah, in 1969, an environmental group called Sierra Club filed uh, a, a lawsuit against the U.S. government protesting the permits that Disney required to build the resort, and this just kind of like put an infinite hold. Sure. At that yeah. point, they're working on Epcot and all that sort of stuff. They got plenty yeah. of other things. They're like, sure, we you know the ski resort always seemed a little odd, anyways. Right. Um, yeah, so they kind of just like put that on the back burner, but they were like, oh, this. We is, got all these bears. This is brilliant. Yes. Because all the guys like working on the animatronics, I think, were also really excited about these bears. Yeah. And so they were like, this has a perfect home in Frontierland in the new sure. Magic Kingdom. Makes sense. Makes sense. And so they decided, they hustled, they got the project ready for uh, Magic Kingdom's opening day. That's when they decided to hire. One of our favorites, Exitensio, and music director George Burns to finalize the songs that the Bears would sing, which would include 15 very short songs. They built this nice amphitheater. It's called Grizzly Hall. It holds 350 people. Um, it's kind of in a nice corner in, in Frontierland. It's something that, again, I always pass. You always pass by it. This is Magic Kingdom, right? Magic Kingdom. Gotcha. Yeah, it was there first. Yeah. Um, and it, from opening day, it was a huge hit. Honestly, it seems silly, and it's not the kind of thing that, like, I mean, it is the kind of thing that you can imagine being at Disney, but it's not like kind of the thing that you you want to like build your day around. I don't think, but no. like, I thought it was a delight. I would love to see that. I would love to see that in like people doing it too, not at Disney, but like it just is the kind of thing that I enjoy. It's like, oh, it's a little presentation. We got some music. We got this kind of stuff, and like, ah, ten little ten it's minutes goofy. of bear singing. Sure. I think, I think what's funny about it is that as a kid, you're like, here's just fun. Music and bears. Yeah. And as an, and then I think the reason as a teenager, I'm like, I don't really care. This is of dumb. Course. Too cool for everything. Too when you're cool a for everything. And then when you get older, you're like, this is insane that yeah. this is a thing. Yeah. It's just a bunch of yeah. drunk bears singing about like inappropriate things. Which truly is my dream. <laughs> so uh, they decide because this show is so popular. It was a 16 minute show giving you like the perfect amount of time to chill. Yeah. And the show was so popular that very quickly they released a soundtrack. I was wondering, like, if I could go on Spotify and find the soundtrack. Probably. Yeah. Um, and they decided within that first year of opening, they were going to bring one to Disneyland because of how successful it was. Which interests me because it's not a genre. Like, I feel like it makes sense in Florida a little more. I'm from the South. You know, I, I think that the country, music... People uh, like usually like more in the South than in California. Yeah, it definitely has that vibe. Like, yeah, this is funny. You know, but I do like the idea that like these Imagineers in California, like, no, no, this is great. Like, look at these bears being silly. For what's worth, you can find the music on Spotify. Not a ton of people streaming it so far. Not a ton of streams. So uh -huh. if we want to support this country bear jamboree, get on Spotify and start <laughs> listening, guys. You know, the small the small town local band, the Country Bear Trambury. Yeah. Um, and they so what they're going to do is in Disneyland, they were going to go ahead and take out, um, they're going to build an entire new area called Bear Country. Okay. Um, which is still there. And that's where you have like <gasps> stuff. Bear down. Bear stuff. Bear down for midterms. <laughs> Community joke. Oh, there you go. 
And at the time, um, this was known as Indian Village, which featured shows um, about Native Americans and stuff. So they decided to take that part out, and we're going to put Bear Country in. Okay. And because of how popular the show was at Walt Disney World, they're like, okay, well, we're definitely going to need two stages. We need we need as much space as we can get because so many people need to see these singing animatronic bears. Let's see if we can't get them for a second night. Yeah. You know, extend that stay. Yeah, sold out shows. Yeah. Um, they just and they thought it would be equally as popular on the West Coast, so they decided the a Disneyland attraction opened March fourth, nineteen seventy two. So that's a pretty quick turnaround. That's so fast. October first, nineteen seventy one, to March. Second, nineteen seventy-two. I mean, I guess they already had it all figured out. You just got to make uh, make copies. And I guess, honestly, this is probably too also true as we are getting more into uh, higher technology yeah. than what the fifties were around building theme parks and stuff. So like now, it probably is getting to that point of like you know designing. It still takes a while, but once you have one version of it, it's probably easier to be like, okay, well, we can kind of get another one out there pretty quickly. Yeah, finding the space and building that stuff. See, that seems very very fast. But yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, I guess we like have like gone to the moon. So. Yeah. I think we can I mean, if you believe <laughs> you believe the what NASA's telling you. I, yeah, you know, I and I believe the bears were there. Um, just kidding. Something I thought also that was interesting was at Walt Disney World, uh Pepsi had sponsored the attraction okay. when it first opened, which is weird because Disney is such a Coca-Cola theme park. It's weird to think about Pepsi being there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, didn't they have... I thought they had like a Pepsi partnership at one point, but... I, well, apparently they yeah, did. Yeah, no, for sure. But for the most part, it's been Coca-Cola for so long. Yeah. But Disney World didn't actually get a sponsor until three years into its opening, and it was Wonder Bread. Like the white with the little like blue and yellow uh-huh. and red dot. That yep. kind of... That feels right. It for feels right. Sorta, yeah. Um, and so that sponsor came in 1975. And then, because the show had had a lot of a success, they said, you know who else needs it? Tokyo. Honestly, that seems fun. Uh, how is it doing over there? Is it still I, there? It's still there. Great. So it opened um, in 1983, and they brought the Bears with two theaters again uh-huh. to make sure they could fit the capacity. And um, it's identical, pretty much, to the ones here, except for the fact it has black curtains instead of red curtains. Okay. And that the bears, um, they mostly sang in English, but they all talk in Japanese. Oh, that's too bad. It'd be fun if they if they sang in Japanese as well. Uh, I want to hear country singing bears in, sing in Japanese. I'm sure they, well, I don't know about country singing bears, but I'm sure there's country songs that are uh, sung in Japanese. Oh, for sure. I'd love to check that out. Um, but I think that's very fun. And the show's doing well, but they decide, you know, as Disney likes to do, do some overlays and some fun things. In 1984, um, during the holidays... They decided to debut Country Bear Christmas Special at the Magic Kingdom and Disneyland. I love it. Sounds so fun. Yes. So this show included uh, many different like traditional Christmas carols, some modern songs, along with some of the original Christmas barrels, all sung with the bears in a country twang. Great. You know? Good, good pun. Good word play. Yes. There you go. Um, and the show begins, um, as always. So part of what you didn't see, the video didn't show, was Melvin, Buff, and Max, who are these moose heads. Yeah. And they all kind of mess with each other, and they're just silly, and they're like, oh, here are the bears. Little Statler and Wardolf, yes. whatever their names are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and as the three argue over who gets to sing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Henry appears on stage and starts the show. Gotcha. That's how it works. And Henry's kind of the bear who's leading. Yeah, he's the MC. Yeah, the he's the MC. Um, and this, people loved it. it yeah, was, I can imagine. It was a success. So then in 1986... They did a vacation hoedown. As for my birthday. 
just for your birthday. Wait, is that the year you were born? 1986, yeah. Hey! Yeah, dating myself. Happy birthday Thank to you. you with the vacation hoedown. Yeah. Um, and they decided to do that at Disneyland in February and then Magic Kingdom in May. And so this was a special variation of the show that it was the bears celebrating the summer and the great outdoors and, you know, all that kind of thing. And um, its open was a little different because Max, Buff, and Melvin do not talk in the beginning, which I feel like is probably setting you up for disaster. That feels controversial. It does. Um, and instead, it was going to be five bear rugs, like those, you know, the big bears or the bigger band one, mm-hmm. um, that can be heard tuning up their instruments. Oh, the, the bigger band is called the bear rugs. Yes. Okay, gotcha. I thought you meant they were like, you know, like the rug uh, that you might see in like an opulent rich person's house with like uh, the animal head on it. Oh, that would be very disturbing. And they're like, we're, we're talking Ooh. now. No, I'd be, I would be very upset <laughs> yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. Um, in the Japanese version, they did keep Max Buff and Melvin talking. Okay. Which they do speak in Japanese, which I think is... Cool. Like, I think that'd be really cool to see. Yeah, I would too. Um, so this version of the show was just like set up with disaster. Uh-huh. It did not go well. The animatronics would overheat and go haywire. Um, so much so, there was one time where... Uh, Gomer, who is the bear who plays the piano. Yeah. Yeah, that like little honey cup. Yeah, the honey cup, yeah. Guarantee it was not a virgin drink. Oh, yeah, probably not. It seems like most of the people that were involved in this. Uh, all these bears. These bears knew how to get down. They they did. Um, and so there was one point where the computer went out and 500 pounds of oil pressure bursted and actually threw the piano. Wow. It like was anyone bursted injured? off. I, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Whew. Thank God, but that's wild. That is wild. That's weirder than Ursula's head falling off. Yeah, that would have been a fun uh, fun show to be at, though. Oh, I, <laughs> terrifying, but yes. Um, the show's tech problems were just not the only reason it was bad. It it just didn't do well. It, people didn't like it as much. Um, and the Country Bear Jamboree, honestly, was never a huge, huge success at Disneyland. Yeah, I'm not shocked. Yeah, it makes more sense, I think, for Florida. Um but when the when this vacation version opened, it was like a huge decline of yeah. guests at both parks. Yeah. Uh, so people just weren't really into it. And yeah, was, I don't think people were looking for the sequel to the Country Bear Jamboree. It's like you go, you want to see the thing that you know and have fun. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, you probably still get the same benefits of like getting out of the hot air and into right. a cool space for a little bit. But you know, yeah, I, if I can't sing along, <laughs> yeah, there you go. I think. I think holiday overlays are nice, uh, but yeah, I don't want I it like to be permanent. Holiday. Yeah, I think that's part of the fun. Oh, I'm more interested in seeing this because it's different. Yeah, totally. But completely changing it over, wasn't really looking for it. Um, so for the magic, so for the Magic Kingdom's 20th anniversary in 1992, they returned to the show to its original nice. rotation. Nice, good, good, good. Yeah, and then um, the Christmas show also they would add that during the holidays until 2009. So, which I like. I'm not sure why they would have gotten rid of that. Yeah. Um, but they did. But with Disneyland struggling already, and then this vacation bears struggling it to even more, they decided it was time for Country Bear Jamboree to close its doors in California. That's a, that's a mistake, guys. You think so until you hear what we they put in. We have a bear on the flag 
of California. Well, don't worry. They added a different bear. Which bear? The best bear of all. Oh, Pooh Bear? Pooh Bear! Nice, cool. Yay! All right, all right, all right. That's fine. So what happened was, at one point, they apparently did try to save the Country Bears, and they were going to call it Country Bears 500, and it was going to be some, like, reimagined futuristic show of with the same bears. Oh, my goodness. I'm into it. I know it's not. <laughs> I agree. Listen, I, I'm with you guys. Yeah, yeah. That sounds insane. <laughs> if there are bears in the future... Like I'm in like industrial revolution type like country bears. No, not oh yeah yeah yeah. That's the era of the bear, yeah, but they like, could put in the jets in space. No, not quite like that. That's what I want it to be though. Well, that would have to go in Tomorrowland. Actually, I have an idea. They probably move the bears to Tomorrowland. Move the bears to Tomorrowland. Oh my god! And then we'll have country space bears. <laughs> country space bears. I mean, you have that huge space that they don't use anything for except for like the Star Wars go shopping for a minute yeah. area. Put some bears in there oh in spacesuits. We figured, <laughs> why aren't we Imagineers? We are Imagineers. We are. Probably. Honorary. Yeah. Um, God, that would be great. I legitimately want to see that so bad now. Right? So, uh, Space Bears was shot down. Ah. It wasn't even actually Space Bears, but I'm going with that now. Um, and this was a little surprising because the Country Bears movie, uh-huh. they were in the middle of developing a Country Bear themed movie yeah did you ever see it no i didn't as i was looking for uh spoiler alert disney's on yelp um there's not like any re- there's two reviews for country oh. Bear every and neither are very good but i did come across some uh reviews for the movie that i thought were for mm. the show and also you know whatever but i didn't see the movie it honestly the visuals freaked me out it had about a 30 percent on rotten tomatoes so i think you're probably good yeah it, it was freaky looking yeah um and so them closing the doors to that uh, didn't totally make sense because they were going to be opening this movie a year later in 2002 called Country Bears. I don't know. We don't talk about it. It looks creepy. <laughs> I was like, should I look into this? And I was like, maybe for our next movie now. Oh, yeah. Mo- maybe oh. for April Fool's this year. We'll oh, do maybe. Bears. We should pick like a bad movie yeah, for fun. our Patreon. Yeah. Um, and so then we get one of my favorites um, to come in, one of my favorite bears, and do Pooh Bear. Yeah, I've been pushing for us to, to cover that one at some point. So now, now we have a good setup for we it. We have a good setup. So one day we'll do it. I think it's a pretty fun little attraction, but we're not talking about that. We are. Even though it is funny that Pooh Bear replaced two culty rides, because it replaced um, Mr. Toad in Florida. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And then it replaced Country Bear here. Yeah. All right. Stop burying the lead. How much of the story did I get right? So... As we just discussed, we are honorary Imagineers. We're very talented, and yes. we thought of great story. Yes. You know, I think you were just you were you were just aiming ahead of my time. High. You were ahead of your a time. A visionary is what people say. Oh, is that what they say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone who Everyone means wow, that it. will. Um, so this one, the show, the show really is honestly just a continuous string of country singing bears, and that is the idea. Um. So there is no story. So what you're saying is I added to it. You added layers. Deep. People could take my interpretation into it and enjoy the show more. Deep layers. Yeah, um, yeah this is really, I think I left the show going, oh my God, this is a show about drunk country bears singing about their lady problems or male problems. And yeah, some lady, ladies singing about how they, they have some male problems. They we're going like, to go they through... They like some people, but those people don't like them. Yes, we're going to go through some of these titles of the songs. Great. Just, and you know what? 
all up to your own interpretation of what this means, but wild that these are the titles of a kid's Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom attraction. Okay, so we have um, My Woman Ain't Pretty, But She Don't Swear None. <laughs> um, and that was written by Frank Starr and Paul E. Miller. Okay. Uh, Mama Don't Whip Little Buford. Yeah, I think I agree. Don't don't whip your kid. Don't whip your kid. That's uh, a controversial statement, but I'm going to go out and say it. I, yeah, no whipping of kids. I think that is best. That is a slice of Disney uh, Fact. endorsed statement, yes. sentiment. Um, tears will be the chaser for your wine. <laughs> that is also not a Disney-related thing, or it doesn't seem Woof. like it. Yeah. Um, and then this one, there's a trio. Um, the Sunbonnet trino, Trio sang this. And they, this is a moment where they come up from the ground and like these little bears and they have lyrics behind the bears so that you can sing along. And this song is called All the Guys That Turn Me On, Turn Me Down. Yeah, I like that they emphasize like this is the one where you can sing along because yes. they have the lyrics on. Because I, as I was watching it, admittedly, I couldn't make out all the words to some of the stuff. I was looking for closed captioning. And as this one came on, you're like, this one has lyrics you can follow along with. And then it was this like all the guys that turn me on, turn me down. And it has like and some visuals. Like, what is this? Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we have... Um, we have some, like, how long will my baby be gone? Um, we had a, if you can't bite, don't growl. This is also the version you see in Disney World now is a shorter version than the original. Mm. It's pretty quick. And that's why it, it's kind of like go enjoy it, have fun, and then move on with your day. Yeah. It, but, I mean, you can you can hear even from these titles that this is, like, sort of what I, what I meant by, like, the John Prine type st- yeah. style stuff. It's your old kind of country of the, like, we're just having some fun singing little songs and they they're silly but uh ultimately harmless but a little make you like huh so great it's fun um yeah the best is big al comes in and this bear can barely keep his eyes open mm-hmm. he's a bigger a bigger boy and he comes out and his song is called blood on the saddle and he literally is like blood Oh, but you can't like not understand him. You just understand the word blood. And then probably the moment of the show that's the best is that then um, the bear Henry comes back out and he's like singing the ballad of Davy Crockett. And, you know, he's like rocking it out. And Big Al was like, I wasn't done kind of thing. He doesn't even say anything. He just straight up interrupts him and starts singing more about blood. Uh, Yeah, there was blood on the saddle. And blood all around, and a great big puddle of blood on the ground. Oh. What did I tell you? They murdered the humans and stole their instruments and are playing them. And they're telling you about it. Yes. And they're like, now that you're in this theater. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of like. You're next. This is the extraterrestrial version. Inspiration. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is wild to me that yeah. this exists and at the end of the show like you hear this big crash behind the curtains that kind of implies big al fell over like no. he might have been like had a little a too little many, too many yeah much bear juice yeah you know i don't know <laughs> bear juice what do you call it um the show is wild yeah like, it seems it, it seems very cute and very fun and i kind of like it uh harkening back to hey what do you think of this last uh kind of attraction that disney has rolled out that would be similar in this vein um, because obviously like your Avengers type stuff is what I think of the most recent releases, but, and that's, you know, obviously more 
ride focused. So I don't know. What do you, maybe there's something in Disney World. Just curious. We were talking about this, my family and I, how the, these classic animatronic attractions are just far and few between. They don't do them as much anymore. Yeah. I mean, you have some dark rides still. Yeah. You know, they updated Snow White. Um, Those are updates too. But I and mean, Little like, Mermaid. what's the most recent, like what's in the newest dark ride? I feel like it's Little Mermaid. Yeah. Or like Frozen, but. But that's still a re. Yeah, a redo. A repurposed, yeah. A repurposed attraction, which I think, I think they'll end up doing in Mexico with Coco. Yeah. Um, we may be missing one, but I'm sure we'll, it'll come to us or come to you. We'll update you. Yeah. It'll be interesting when they do um, Splash Mountain. Yeah. But yeah, in terms of just a sit down attraction, like a Hall of Presidents, Country Bears, um, Carousel Progress. No, there really hasn't been any. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd love it if they brought them back. Yeah. Because like, this, this is the kind of stuff that, like, seems unique to this type of theme park, right? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, I mean, these bears are so fun. You get to know a lot of them. I think that the biggest ones are Henry, Master of Ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a little top hat. And then you have... <laughs> well, I think Trixie needs a shout out. Trixie, she comes oh. down on a swing and <laughs> entices you to join her upstairs. I'm the, yeah, she at the end she's like, "You can all come visit me upstairs." Like and, the, the and music Henry, cuts, yeah. And it has this like voiceover that's like a little, little frisky, a little seductive. Yeah. And don't worry, Henry. Like, take, he's like, as soon as I find a ladder, <laughs> he's like ready to go climb up and hang out with her. Um, and yeah, Trixie, this is the description of her. Trixie is a very large brown bear who wears a blue bow on her head and a blue tutu around her waist and holds a blue handkerchief in her left hand. She is also has a she also has a slight crush on Henry. Yeah, she does. I see. I think there is more of a storyline going on behind the scenes with these yeah. bears. Um, but it's more like a reality show kind of reality <laughs> I, happening. I would watch the Country Boy or Country, country Boys, Bears. the Country Bear Jamboree reality show. That'd be fun. Yes. Um, especially if they like did it very uh, satirical. Yes. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be a fun version of it. Um, all right. Well, do any like hidden Mickey's or anything in this one? So this has actually been, if you go to Disneyland with me, one of my favorite things to always point out to people, even if they don't know what the Country Bear Jamboree is. When you leave the Humphalumps and Woozles scene in Pooh Bear, okay, in Winnie the Pooh, I just always call it Pooh Bear, mm-hmm. um, and you turn around along the black wall are the the talking moose heads of Buff, Max, and Melvin. Okay, cool. So they got they still got a spot. Yeah, I like you know how we talked about um, like Indiana Jones. They have the Dumbo parking lot symbol. Mm-hmm. I like when they add those little things to give a you know a little shout out yeah. to its. Um, predecessor. Yeah, that's cool. I like that too. Yeah. So that's there. And now something I did not know is that in the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay of the Haunted Mansion, the Oogie Boogie at the end where, you know, you would see the Hitchhiking Ghost, but in this one it's Oogie Boogie. Uh That is actually a redone old Big Al animatronic. That makes sense. I I believe it. Isn't that wild? They are similar shapes. Yes. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. That's cool. I'm never going to look at it the same. Yeah. And so when I go to Disneyland this week, don't worry, I'll say hi to Oogie Boogie, but I'll be like, actually, hi, Big Al, Big Al. Big Al. Love it. So as I mentioned, I couldn't really find very many good reviews on 
Yelp for this attraction. Um, we found a couple other places where they had some reviews. None of them really jumped out to me. So instead, I went to the YouTube comment section. Oh. A couple of YouTube comments on the video that we watched. Okay. Uh, Michael Taylor, six months ago, says, Art imitates life. The now defunct Astroworld of Houston, Texas had a knockoff version of the show with a Texas theme. It was cute. 1982, it premiered. Seven years later, reprogrammed with different voices. Later, replaced by another live show before the park closed. I'm so glad the last AA show Walt got to see. Love Double A? The last audio audio animatronic show Walt got to see was this one. Mark Davis said it put a smile on Walt's face. Oh, there you go. Um, Also, 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 the Sun Collective 147 says... Wow, seven-foot singing bears. I don't know. Seems a bit scary to me, haha. Hey, Are there any plans to replace it? Just wondering. Seems a bit dated. And that the, that and, seems like they agree with you. And the then bears. the last one that okay. I wanted to say. Skunk Man, six months ago, says, Trixie is fake. <laughs> <laughs> and that is all we get. Uh, yeah, no, Trixie's got a dump truck. <laughs> she does. She it's, does. It's like, yeah, this show is... Very fun. Yeah, it, it's it's a delight. Um, if I were there and looking for something to do, I would definitely swing through it. Um, which gets us to our kind of closeout questions. Uh, I would love to know, is this an every time attraction that you visit? Well, as I previously said, it was not. I hadn't been on it in 10 plus years. I don't remember the last time I had gone on it. Would I go out of my way? No. But now that I know... Oh my god, it's ten minutes and it's so funny. Yeah, I was gonna say if it's like a quick in and out, you know, you're you're taking up thirty minutes of your day, probably like standing in line, getting in there, getting out. It seems like a fun way to spend spend a little bit half hour while you're just looking for some time to uh, to kill and to look around. Um, so that said, uh, speaking of going out of your way, you're on your way outside of the park, and this time I'm I'm changing it up. Every oh. single ride is closed. <laughs> Except okay. for this Country one, Bear. and there's a 10 minute wait. Are you delaying the end of your day to go swing through Country Bear? Um, you know, it's kind of the perfect situation where it'd be like, oh, this is perfect because the crowds will clear out a little bit. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, if I go and do if this, you can dip the <clears throat> traffic a little bit. Yeah. And obviously, like by the time that's kind of the end of the day, you've been walking all day, you're pretty tired and delirious. Yeah. I'm probably going to be laughing even harder. Yeah, that's true. It's 12 minutes. Honestly, I think that this would be the kind of one that I would be like, all right, if it's a quick ride, sit down, I get to chill before I start my journey back. This feels like a nice transitory ride. So get some good like belly laughs in before you leave. Yeah. Um, All right. And the last one. uh, Okay. Can't do space bears off the table. We've already established that's the best idea out there. If you could change anything about this attraction, what would you change? That is a really hard question because um, I think it's so charming the way it is because yeah. it's like it is a little dated. Yeah. It is a little inappropriate. Mm-hmm. It is super corny. Yeah. So I don't know what I would change because I mean all I would want to do is play into some of those, you know, those elements more. I've got two ideas. Okay, one, maybe you'll inspire me. One is the obvious. I think it would be fun to have a little bit of a through line of a story, but I do think that that might actually take away from the show. Yeah. I think it's kind of better that they just have the songs that are silly um, without like breaks in between with people with bears talking to me. Uh, so instead, what I'd like is for them to lean into the trope of this being a show a little bit, and I want some audio animatronic bears out front selling me merch, like a merch table where I can go buy like a Country Bear Jamboree yeah. shirt and whatever. I think that'd be fun. I, I like the idea... Because um, I do like the the moose, the moose kind of heckle a little, and yeah. so I do like the idea of like having the animatronic audio um, 
the animatronic uh, audience participation. Yeah, that could that's be what fun. I'm trying to say. Yeah, or maybe like a little guest appearance from like Fozzie Bear. Yeah, just suddenly. Oh, that would be a fun like Muppets take over. Yeah. Oh, they should totally do that overlay. That'd be fun. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but as it is, it seems like a delight and a romp. No need to really update this one. It's part of the charm is that it is exactly. dated. Yeah. Because it's like, what am I seeing? Yeah. Like in the 90s, I might be like, oh, can we get some better technology? But it's come back around and now I have an appreciation for that. So yeah, like nostalgia is yeah. back, baby. Exactly. Um, is that it? Yeah, I think so. Well, thank you for letting me do this one. I This was one I kind of like put on the back burner, didn't even think about it. And then after this trip, I was like, oh, no, no, we got to we gotta get on this. I'm thrilled. Yes. I, and I'm now we can we do it. Pooh Bear. Yeah, great. Finally. Yeah. Yay. Well, one day we'll finally get to do Cars, but uh, maybe maybe that'll happen in the spring of 2022. We're coming up quickly. I know. We're already in December. Um, obviously, with the holidays, it's been a little bit crazy over here. Um, a lot of traveling about to happen, but we're still going to be um, making sure to get some of these out before the holidays. Very excited for the new year. Will is forced to get an annual pass, magic key, whatever, whatever you want to call it. You get them to fix the system, and then I'll. But maybe that's maybe that's what we'll do. We're, we're boycotting until oh, they is, fix the system. Oh, is that what it when is? They fix the system. I'll participate Man, in it. This you boy know, makes all the excuses. I, I promise I'm going to get him there um, at some point, and then whoever is interested in our Patreon, you can just leave the parks and go play D and D with him. Heck yeah. <laughs> Um, or ride Haunted Mansion with me. Um, well, thank you for listening. Yeah. This was super fun. Yeah, I enjoyed this one. I'm glad we got a chance to do it. Um, yeah. If you have uh, any thoughts on the Country Bear Jamboree um, or John Prine, uh, feel free to send them to us uh, on our social media, Slice of Disney, on Facebook and Instagram, Slice underscore of underscore Disney on Twitter. And you can find everything at SliceofDisney.com. Best place to go. Where you can go and uh, you can also email us at SliceofDisneyPod at gmail.com. Also, make sure you check out our Patreon. We have a great community there. We're having a lot of fun. Um, We do movie nights. This month we're releasing a Slice of Disney Naughty or Nice Christmas themed episode. And I like to include some videos in there too. Yeah. So um, please, thank you for everyone. That has continued to support us. Please continue to support us. Um, And I hope you're having a magical end of your year. Yeah. Almost to 2022. That feels crazy. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Okay, bye.